We need the all we need thee. every hour. We need thee. Oh, bless us now, our Savior. We Because we need thee, we come because we need thee. Oh, bless us now, our Savior. We come to Come, holy, because we need thee. We come because we need thee. Oh, bless us now, our Savior. We come. To, to the All wise and eternal God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus the Christ, God, we come to you again today at this very hour, God. And we're coming, God, with <clears throat> singleness of heart. We're coming knowing and realizing, God, and that you're God and you're God alone, and it's you that have made us. And we ask you, God, if you'd be so kind to forgive us anywhere and everywhere we failed you in word and deed or in thought, that you would take pleasure in continuing to lead God and direct us that we can be who you would have us to be. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. We ask you, Lord God, hallelujah, God, to refresh the Holy Ghost in us, God, that we can continue to be reminded, Lord God, every day that we are reminded that you grant us a new load of benefits, God, to prosper us as we go through the day to give you joy that you continue to strengthen us. We can be who you would have us to be. You provide us, God, with your promise, hallelujah, and that is that you would never leave us, not forsake us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We ask you, Lord God, hallelujah, God, that again today, hallelujah, again today, God, you let us embark upon this day, God, knowing, hallelujah, God, that you were going to allow love, joy, peace, and happiness to fill our lives with healing, deliverance, prosperity, and salvation. And you brought us down to this evening hour. And for that, we say thank you, thank you, thank you for your love. Thank you for looking beyond the flaws and the faults you find in us and continuing to bless us that we can be who you would have us to be. We ask the Lord, hallelujah, to look on the entirety of the written epistle ministry, Lord God, every family, every member of every family, whatever their religious convictions might be. We're asking you, Lord God, to just stir their hearts, stir them, turn them, Lord. God, away from the darkness to the light that you've created for the righteous. God, in the Jesus' name we pray. We ask you, God, for all those that are in sick beds, wherever they might be, God, that when you hear their cry, crying out in Jesus' name, 
with faith, God, and you see it in their hearts, God, that you're going to get them out of their sick beds and back on their feet. And for that, we say thank you. For those that have lost their way because they lean to their own vain imaginations, God, they don't acknowledge you before they make decisions and they've made some decisions to have them in some dark places. But when they cry out and ask, Lord, please forgive me, God, hear that cry and get them back on the right path in life that they might give do things that's going to give you glory and honor to help other people come out of darkness into the light that you have created for the righteous. We pray, God, again, and we're asking you, God, for some restoration of self-sufficiency, if you'd be so kind. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God, we're asking you, God, to bless, God, those that are in bereavement, that you will strengthen their hearts, God, and help them, Holy Ghost, hallelujah, to be able to reach up and look up, God, and you will bring consolation to them and bring them through all the adversity, the hardships, and the trials that they encounter on a daily basis. And God, because you're keeping us reminded that we will, that you're with us to never leave us. And for this, we thank you. And we ask you, God, right now to every church that's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, God, I'm asking you to refresh each person. God, with a refreshing from your presence, God, that the preaching and the teaching of the gospel will be done without fear, favoritism, or compromise, but it'll be done with purpose, pride, dignity, and diligence because of knowing whose we are. And for that, we thank you and we praise you. Have your way, God, in this service tonight. God, just speak to us, God, through your word. Let your spirit quicken it in us, Lord, that we can be the examples you want us to be in this last and evil day. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen and thank you, God. Amen. Clap your hands if you will. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood saved us. Oh, one day when we were lost, Jesus died on the cross. And we know it was his blood saved us. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood saved us. Oh, one day when we were lost, Jesus died on the cross. And we know it was his blood saved us. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood. We know it was his blood saved us. Oh, one day when we were lost, Jesus died on the cross. And we know it was his blood saved us. Hallelujah. And thank you, God. Hallelujah. We believe God. We believe God, we'll ask what we will, and it shall be done. We'll trust and obey, we'll let him have his way. We believe, we believe God, oh, we believe God, we believe God. We'll ask what we will, and it shall be done. We'll trust and obey. We'll let him have his way. We believe, and we believe God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Everybody clap your hands and give the Lord a hallelujah praise. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah for blessing us. Amen. And affording us the opportunity. Amen. To come together tonight. Praise the Lord. I just thought that I'd just change it up just a little bit on it. Amen. But we give God praise, honor, and glory. Amen. Tonight for the opportunity to share his word with his people. Praise the Lord. Um, we see all around us everywhere. The news is constantly keeping us aware how the enemy is on the prowl and he is destroying people that won't seek God in sincerity and in truth. And even those that talked about, you know, have confessed the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The devil is after everyone because he wants nobody to go to glory and be with God. But if we will understand that and know that and know, praise the Lord, that when the Lord looks in our hearts and he sees in our heart that we are trying to do and to be who he wants us to be, he's going to help us because he's been doing it because he got us out of darkness into this light already. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we know that we are saved by his grace and by his mercy because there's no great thing that we could do. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we thank God tonight for his goodness. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. For everything that he's doing. And it's so good to behold all of your faces. Praise the Lord. And for all the faces of those that might hear this later or might see us on the Zoom. Praise the Lord. We, um, we thank God for all of you, and we pray that God will move in your lives, amen, in the way that's going to be beneficial to you. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk to you out of James, the book of James, the first chapter, praise the Lord, but we're going to talk about, James is talking about faith, faith, not, not just having faith, but faith that works. Amen. And so we don't, we don't know if it works if we don't try it and if it's not tested. Amen. So while you're looking for it, I just did some stuff here for just your hearing. This is James is the author of this letter. It happens to be who happens to be the half brother of Jesus, our Lord. And as a half brother of Jesus, James grew up in the carpenter's house in Nashville, according to Matthew 13, 55, and later moved to Capernaum when Jesus began his public ministry, according to John 2 and 12. Like his brothers, he did not believe in Jesus as Lord until the end of um, Christ's earthly ministry, according to John 7, 1 through 5. But after the resurrection of Jesus, James received a special post-resurrection appearance of Jesus, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 7 experiencing Pentecost, according to Acts chapter 1, verse 14, and was a leader of the Jerusalem church throughout most of the history of Acts, according to Acts chapter 15, verse 13, of chapter 21, verse 18. And um, Josephus, for those of you that, that look at it like this, Josephus is a Jewish historian, and he said that James was martyred somewhere around A.D. 62. Um, and what we want to look at in this letter is because like we talk all the time about how God inspired holy men to write, but they wrote in respect to the issues that were going on in the life of the people as God leads his preachers and teachers today to search the scriptures and God will lead us into the scriptures and he will help us 
and lead us and guide us to scriptures that will help us and refresh us today. And it's the same thing because he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And what he said to one, he's saying to all. So as we search the scriptures today, we find things that are applicable as they were back in yesteryear. But because the devil is the same old devil using the same old tricks on a new group of people, the resolutions, the answers, amen, that we needed that work then is going to work for us now. So God inspired his holy men to help us to write, to help us to see what we need to do to make things better for ourselves. Um, the approach of James is practical rather than theoretical. Uh, the theme of this letter is our faith and works which surface repeatedly. And James presents these subjects not as conflicting values, but as contemporary. For James, faith may be the saving faith or a professional faith, much like the use of today. But for Paul, faith is faith. For James's faith may be genuine or spurious, or which uh, you can take a note of that in the second chapter, verses 14 through 26. But James demands that faith must demonstrate itself as real. And I like this last little verse here, little sentence. Therefore, the theme of James is not merely faith and works, but faith that works. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. Amen. Do we have that faith that works? Or do we just say we have it and all and so as we read the scriptures we're going to be able to determine where we stand and um as we know that the scripture teaches us as far as vacation exhortation so let us just be enveloped by the word in the favor of god let us just absorb this word into our hearts amen that we be who god would have us to be because troubles and trials are coming amen that we know the script, the devil is on the prowl, seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. God let us know through his word that afflictions have been appointed unto the righteous. Amen. Praise the Lord. God said, uh, Jesus left the record for us that because of his name, said we're going to be persecuted. So with all of that, amen, then we know, as the apostle Paul said, to borrow that phrase, we know the kind of people we ought to be. We ought to be believers, that demonstrate the word of God. And this is what James was all about, amen, as he addressed the people, amen. And in his salutation verse, verse one, he says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. So we see who he was writing to he was writing to all the chosen people of God everywhere for those that were settled in places, those that had been dispersed because of the things that had gone on and everywhere. But what James is doing, he's writing to the people of God, the sanctified brothers of God. This kind of helps us to see here that a lot of people, amen, they say they believe God and all these kinds of things, but they don't go on to believe him for salvation. But if they're going to practice this, then we need to practice it in sincerity. As I just read that James said, if you're going to have faith in God, let it be real. Amen. 
because we need faith that works. We don't need faith that we just talk, but we need faith that works. So again, in verse two, he said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, what he's saying to his people and what we need to garner from this tonight is that difficulty and adversity and hardship, trials and tribulations or things are going to just happen in your life. Amen. Like some people might say things like, um, well, what sin did they commit or whatever they, sometimes there's no sin. It's sometimes it's just the Lord that's sharpening us to graduate to another level in faith. Amen. So what Jesus is doing here, because of the persecution that was going on, because of how the maltreatment uh, to the Jews at the time, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, he wrote this letter. And, and, and this is a point that I think is worth making here again, as I read it, you know, and I did it on purpose here in the, in the outset, that um, James, a lot of historians have said that James and his other brothers that were, as we would call it, the half-brothers to Jesus, Mary, we can say another, Mary's other boys. Mary's other boys didn't believe in Jesus in the onset. When he first started his ministry, they did not believe in him. They didn't believe he was, because what? They, he was born in a carpenter's house like them. And so they weren't working in a great magic stuff of miracle works. And why would he be doing it? Why would it be him? But God has a way of doing what he does, and he does it on purpose. Amen. So he just let them see, praise God. Count it all joy. When temptation come and hardship come, trials and tribulations come, we don't get so much happy that it's there. But what we do is because it's there, we are reminded to react and respond in those moments and in those circumstances in ways that will reflect the wisdom of the word of God and the love of God. Amen. So he's letting them see that you're going to be persecuted and they're going to be running you down. And just like he died a martyr and a lot of the other apostles died as martyrs. But the thing about it is, is like what he's saying here with this is, amen, um, count it all joy. Amen, not that you're happy again, not that you're happy that it's happening to you, but count it joy that you have been chosen to be able to defend and stand up by the faith that God has given to help bring a better, more clarity and a greater declaration of the intent of the God. So he said, count it all joy. When it's you got some more stuff on here. Um, and to die. Okay, well, what did you do to it? I don't know what I did. Okay, well, did you get it? Mute your mic. Mute your mic. I don't know how to mute Okay. James chapter one and verse two again said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into or when you are overtaken 
Sometimes the enemy set traps for you. Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes God chooses us to go out and do some things and the devil fights us with it. But when all of that happened is this is the thing is what, be happy that you have been chosen to demonstrate the mind of God and the intended purpose of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse three says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Amen. The trying of your faith. So when the trials come, sometimes God allows them to come. Sometimes they, he allowed them to overtake you. Um, so that we will know, saints, we will know where we are, whose we are, and what we are supposed to do. Amen. And if we say that God is first in our life, when these things come, we it's our responsibility to demonstrate that God is first in our life. That means we're not first. Amen. That God is first. So he's saying he again. He's writing to all of Jewry. He's writing to all of the people of God, the 12 tribes, wherever they are. Amen. He's writing to them and he's encouraging them because trials and temptations have befallen the church because the devil doesn't want the church to go forward like still in 2022. He doesn't want the church to go forward. Amen. Uh, my brother just called me a few minutes ago and he said that um, last week sometime he was at a situation with his wife's family or somebody, something like that. And he said, and one of the ladies in there said to him, call him out and said to him, oh, so you can't do this with us because they wanted them to, they had some bottles of some stuff that he refused to take. And then she just burst out and said, well, preacher, let me tell you something. God ain't real. Jesus ain't real. The Bible ain't real. All of it is just a bunch of fake stuff is fictitious and he just she just went on and went on and went on about it but he demonstrated what we're talking about tonight amen he didn't allow himself and he's one that could let it happen to him but he said he didn't let it happen to him in that the temptation to get up and try to belittle her or demean her or outwit her his response was you know what sister I'm not here to debate you. You just, the just got to live by faith. If that's what you believe, then that's what you believe. And he just kind of left it like that, he said. Um, because again, verse three says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So when all of this temptation and hardship and things overtake you, um, something like, you know, that happened to the church quite a bit is, if you know you got a bill to pay and you've already got your tithe money in the tithe envelope and you're short otherwise, and the people tell us if you don't pay this bill, we come in and pick up, pick it up, we come and whatever they might say, we'll take the money out of the envelope and take it and put it somewhere and put it back. But if we, amen, hold on to our faith, amen, we won't take the money out of the envelope. We would rather let it be where then, okay, well, if you're coming to take it, then uh, you, you know where I live, you know where it is, then, then you come on and take it. 
but then those times I feel like that in those times is when God will turn things around and, and stand it for us. So knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience, James chapter one, verse four, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing, right? Faith worketh Patience. Patience is having the endurability to get through whatever the situation is and continuing to maintain who you are. Amen. So patience is long-suffering, it's enduring, it's tolerating. So what you do is uh, the trying of your faith is helping your patience get stronger because when you know that you've resisted the devil uh, in one thing, and then you mean, and God just kind of lets you know that He's real proud of you for doing that by something you might do in your life, and then when something similar comes again, Amen, and you resist it, so the devil will bring something else. But when that comes, what we're depending on is our experience. We're depending on our the patience that we had before. God showed up when he needed to show up, amen, and so it worketh our patience. Our patience is increased. Our patience is enhanced. We will be demonstrators of a greater faith. We won't give in as quickly. We won't give in at all because all the tribulations and the trials that come to turn us away from the truth of God, to turn us away from our testimonies, this is why the great falling away is taking place right now like it is, because people are giving up. And some of them got, got the things God brought them through and what he brought them out of, they gave up. And when they gave up, God allowed different things to happen to them. And so James's admonition here is that we know that the devil is trying to stop the church and turn things around. So as he comes to try to resist you, as he come and resist you, as he come to, to try to cause you to do something, they might, you know, bribe you. Well, if you don't do this, you don't say that, you don't say that, you know, don't tell nobody and I'll give you this and I'll give you that. All of that is temptation. So what we're going to do is don't yield to the temptation, but we're going to let our patience be strengthened because of our faith and our trust in the Lord. So this is how we're going to let um, our ability to endure hardship and adversity, amen, have her perfect work, amen, patience, her, amen, have her perfect work so that when we let the patience do what it's supposed to do, when we do, hallelujah, when we don't yield to the tempter, when we don't let them offer us this and that and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and old Adam is saying, you know, you've been waiting a long time for something and you know you what you can do if you do that and all this kind of thing. But what we're going to do is we're going to continue to have faith in God. We're not going to yield to the temptation. And look what happens, amen, when you don't yield to the temptation. You may be perfect. Isn't that a good place to be? And entire. Your maturation in the Lord will grow. Amen. And people will start asking you, how can you do that? How do you put up with that? 
And it's all because of the maturation of your faith and enduring of your faith because you didn't quit. Trials came, you didn't give up. You didn't let the temper, the tempter overpower you. Amen. But because you held on, amen, God fixed it where you would be complete and lacking nothing. Isn't that a good place to be? Amen. Don't we want to be in that place? I know I do. If you don't, amen, I know I want to be in that place. Praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, need wisdom, don't have what you need, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him when you because a lot of people today we don't have the wisdom that we or we don't practice more often than not the wisdom that we ought because of a lack of understanding amen so i kind of put it down here so i'm gonna read it to you it said wisdom is the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or lasting. Knowledge, on the other hand, is information gained through experience, reasoning, or acquaintance. And this is an example of knowing the difference between the two, and you can create your own scenario, but I just got this one here is, knowledge is knowing how to use a gun. Wisdom is knowing when to use it Amen. and when to keep it holstered. Amen. So we need to not just have knowledge of God, but we need to have the wisdom to know when to, you know, some people just, yeah. they all they're trying to do is test your knowledge. So they'll just do stuff. The enemy comes at you like that. And this is why a, what, don't yield to that temptation. Amen. But just let them know you don't get involved in things like that. Amen. Debating and arguing just for the sake of it. We don't, we don't do that. Amen. Because wisdom will tell us and the Holy Ghost in us helps us to discern the spirit of the person that's trying to tempt us to get out of character so that they can go and say things and talk about us and they talk about God and they talk about his word. Amen. But if any man, if any of you lack wisdom, again, now what we're talking about is this is to the church of the Lord Jesus, the people of God. James wrote this letter to his to, 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 to the Jews everywhere, some that were scattered about, some that were settled. But the point was, um, and let me back up just a second. The point was, like I said to you in the preface of all of this. James and his brothers, his half-brothers, Mary's other boys, after Jesus was born, because he was in the, in the carpenter's house like them. Now, help us to see ourselves here. He was in the carpenter's house like they were. So for him to be the Messiah in the house of them, you know, living in the place with them, eating like where he ate and sleeping and doing the same thing in the carpenter's house, it was a little difficult for them to perceive that he was the Messiah. So they did not receive him 
as a brother in the house, just like our brothers and sisters. Sometimes they don't want to receive us as who God is making us or, and or has made us because they're our siblings and we they remember how we used to play and how we used to do this and, and how can that happen for him and all that kind of thing. Then it can happen in your family and in your house as well. But praise the Lord God. Amen. But it says, if any man lack wisdom, amen, let him ask of God. And what I'm doing and here, I just want to take the, make this point. When you're asking God for wisdom, amen, he's going to use somebody to talk to you to acquire that wisdom. Amen. Now, this is me. Y'all can pray for me. Amen. But just like I'm just thoroughly convinced because I the scripture that all of the people that today, I just cannot believe that God is talking to as many people as they say that he's talking to them and about other things and other people and stuff. He'll communicate with us about us, you know, individually. But it's every time they open their mouth, you know, the spirit told me this and the spirit told me that. You know, but oh my God, God has given us the ability to retain information, as we call it memory, the data bank. This it is. We have all of that. So since we have that, why is it that He has to show up all the time, and tell us what to do? Because He's not showing up all the time, telling us what to do. We have these thoughts, and we have these thoughts. It's because we're digging into the knowledge box, into the data bank into what we've retained in our knowledge and it comes to the forefront and we're remembering sometimes some things and we know what we ought to do. And so some people, um, I feel like that this is my personal feeling. People that want to always talk about God told them this and God told them that. In my book, I dare say that most of them are glory seekers. Because if God is telling you something, you ain't got to run around here and tell the Lord told me this morning to do this. Lord, okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Amen. Praise the Lord. But if we live by the word of God, amen, praise the Lord, yield not to temptation. We need to know some things. Inquire of God. And God said, I'll give you apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. They keep you in the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace till Jesus come and get the church. God, this is how God is working with the church. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, if you lack wisdom, if you don't have this ability to discern situations and spirits to know how, what judgment to make, amen, then ask God and God by his word, by somebody that he's talking with, somebody that he has spoken with, by some information he has provided will help us to know to have that wisdom. Because tonight, amen, you know, everybody can clap their hands, amen, tonight, praise the Lord. Every one of us that have the baptism of the Holy Ghost have access to the wisdom that God has passed along to his people down through generations. Amen. So if we need some help, we can inquire of God. If you can get in touch with somebody that you notice in touch with God and just inquire of them and pray with you about it. Amen. Because the devil is on the warpath. And if God was talking to so many people, why is the church falling apart? Okay, I'm moving on. James chapter one, verse six. But let him ask. If he asks, let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. 
For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. And we know you go down by to the beach and you see a great big wave out there. And that wave would just weigh up and some the surfers and people like that, they ride those waves in on the surfboard, but what happened to the wave after a while? It just dissipates out onto the sand on the beach and there's no more, amen. For he that wavereth is just like that. You're talking big stuff now, but when the temptations come, let's see how you're going to act. Let's see what you're going to do. God talking to you so much and he's telling you all of this stuff and you know that let's see if you go just ride on out to the to the seashore like the water amen and just be nothing amen is the ebbing and the flowing of the water amen or are we going to be the sons of god with faith in god with power with wisdom with knowledge of god and know how to do and what to do to help other people that are in darkness come out of the darkness and the lack of knowledge and understanding that they're in and they don't know and they don't know that they don't know the intended purpose of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And because we, we say this, because when we, if we study scripture, then we will learn who we are and whose we are and how we are to demonstrate the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let him ask in faith. And faith is what? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we go ask, we don't know how it's coming, we don't know if it's coming, well, what, but we're gonna ask with the belief that God is gonna work it out because we know that we qualify to ask him things because of how we conduct our lives, how we live our lives, amen, and what we do in compliance with the word of God so that when we ask him, if we lack wisdom, we know that he's going to provide it to us because we strive with diligence to please the Lord by walking in compliance with his word. Amen. So a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It ain't nothing in the world I won't praise the Lord. You know, in church on Sundays, amen, you're just talking, testifying so big and strong and so powerful and all of this stuff, and then you're just dancing all over the floor, and I thank God, dance and praise the Lord. But don't let money come around and you get out there and act like the world. Amen? You're dancing and praising the Lord on Sunday because you're telling him, thank you for refreshing me and empowering me with the wisdom that I'm a with the wisdom that I need to move forward you know, as, uh, tomorrow and the next week and all like that, and the understanding of your word that I can help somebody else that's in darkness, come out of that darkness into this light that you've created for the righteous. Amen. And so when Monday come, you're going to be the same way. You're not going to yield to temptation. Amen. You're not going to be unstable because if you were holding on to God and believing God at one instance, Amen. Praise the Lord. Yielding not to the temptation. Amen. You're going to continue to yield not to the temptation because if you don't yield to it in front of the saints, but you're yielding to it, amen, that's a hypocrite. And so that's double-mindedness. Amen. And the Bible is saying a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. 
let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. Amen. So when God does things for you, amen, if you're having difficulty, having hardship, and then God bring you out and he does some, some, some great things for you, amen, and now you have a little something, you don't jump up and start acting like you got the world by the horns now, but you, uh, you will yield not to temptation is what we're going to do. This is, again, don't want to get away from the point. James was writing to the church telling the church, amen, that you're going, temptation is coming, hardship is coming, adversity is coming, but what you've got to do is keep your faith, amen, don't let your faith waver, because if the devil knows that he can work on you in one area, he'll eventually get you working on you in another area, but if you let patience have her perfect work, we'll get to that maturation in God, we'll mature in God by understanding of his word, Amen. And the indwelling of his spirit to empower us. Amen. That in every situation we'll be where we can yield not to temptation because we've inquired of God. God has thought enough of us to provide us with the wisdom and the understanding. Amen. Because just like the Lord said, I'll give you pastors after mine own heart that will feed you with knowledge. Amen. But they won't just feed you with the knowledge, but they'll give you understanding of the knowledge. And so this is what we need to move forward to be who God would have us to be. Amen. So don't let people belittle you because they do more than you, they have more than you and all this kind of stuff. Amen. The thing is, they're just somebody that's got more than you. They're just somebody else that have more than you. That's all they are. Amen. You know, you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're a son of God just as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we, what we're going to do is hold on to our faith. Amen. And and I'm, I'm saying that to say that you're not going to yield to the tempter in that you're going to, the devil said, well, you know, you can do that too if you do this. All you got to do is one or two times. And what we're going to do is, well, yield not to the temptation. We're going to hold on to our faith and know, amen, it's like some people say around the church lots of times now is what? If God brings you to it, he can bring you through it. Jesus told the prophet Isaiah to say, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with you. It will not overrun you. Amen. You go through the fire, it won't kindle the point because I'm with you to deliver you. When you passes through. So with that, we know, amen, hold on to our faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. And, and practice this faith that works. And the faith kosher. And the faith that's working for us is our um, deliberation and being who God wants us to be based on his word. As he helps us to understand who he wants us to be, then we strive with diligence to be that. He, he told us to be peculiar. So we, just, we strive with diligence to be peculiar. We strive with diligence to be uh, come out from among them. Amen. That don't choose to want to be separate and peculiar. Just leave them alone. Come away from them. Because the devil is on the warpath and he's just destroying the church. And we know it because we see people falling away. Praise God. Amen. We've got to hold on. So this is why James was writing to his brethren. Amen. The brethren hold fast. Praise the Lord. Um, like he said, my brethren counted all joy 
when you fall into diverse temptations or when things come upon you unexpectedly. Hold on to your faith. Don't give in. God let it happen to you. You know you're living right. God will get you out of it. This is where our faith is supposed to be. This is what God is desirous of from us. And we will let that happen. Amen. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. Amen. Because he's, he's praising the Lord and giving God credit, giving God glory and honor. Because what? He was in a fix. He was in a mess. And it seemed like maybe he couldn't have couldn't get out of it. But then God showed up. And God exalted him. God got him up. Like the, what did the psalmist say? I was in a horrible pit in the miry clay. He said, but the Lord heard my cry and lifted me up, out. Oh, he lifted me up and out of the horrible pit in the miry clay. And not that he just do that like that. So he, he put me where I slipped back in, but he put me on a solid rock and established my going. That's what our faith in God will do. That's what our unwavering faith in God will do. These are the kinds of things we do as we mature more in our faith and our trust in God. These are the kind of testimonies that we'll be able to see. Amen. Because I, I, I dare say that a lot of things, amen, that we can acquire, amen, we can acquire these things because the Lord said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, these things shall be added. So if we do God right, God's going to see that things come to us and we can have some of the things that we want, amen, without messing up, amen, praise the Lord, but be who God would have us to be. Verse 10 says, but the rich, and that he's made low, because at the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. This is why what? Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Amen. Because he's telling them, don't let your faith waver in God. Amen. Hallelujah. They use the, the words of the song and say, you may not feel him, but he's right there with you. Amen. He's going to bring us out. We just got to know. That's what faith is. Faith is not seeing it, but believing that it is. And when God can see that in work at work in us, he's going to manifest his presence because we already know God is omnipresent. He doesn't have to come by, you know, like stop by here, good Lord, or come by here, stop by, what all this kind of stuff. Amen. Um, it's like we, we, we say sometimes is we heard a lot of little sayings and quotes and phrases as we were growing in the church that we hold on to them like they were gospel. Amen. But what we need to know is that we hold on to God. God's not going to let us go. Thank Even you. when he allows trials to come, he said, just have faith in him. Even if you have to go through something, just have faith in him. He's letting us know that if I let you go through it, I'm going to bring you through it. Amen. When you pass through the water, the trials, the troubles, and the tribulations that might befall you, just don't yield to the tempter. And the more we don't yield to the tempter, the more power God is going to grant us from his presence. And the more we do that, the prophet said, the joy 
of the Lord is our strength. Yes. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Lack wisdom, ask God, the joy of the Lord. When the Lord see that we are walking and desirous of him by his word to be who he wants us to be, God is going to make it happen for us because it pleases him when we live by his word. Verse 11 says, For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass. And all of us know that particularly in these last few weeks or so, and it's starting it up again tomorrow. And the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. And this is why whatever we acquire in life, and I'm telling you, saints, people of God, whatever you acquire in life, and you have never heard me say that you can have the biggest and best, but I'm, I, I do say, but if you are able to acquire it, do it righteously. Yes. Don't, yes. don't hoodwink. Don't lie. Amen. Praise God. You don't have to steal and all this strategizing and stuff. Have faith in God. And when God can provide these things for you, he can put them in your life. Amen. And we just continue to remember if I don't let my faith waver, amen, um, the things that God promised me are going to come to fulfillment. They're going to come to fruition. All I have to do is be patient to wait that they come. Amen. So just like he's given us this demonstration here, what's going to happen? The, the Bible declares what the rich man without God in his life put his trust and his faith in his riches and his wealth. And when the day comes that that's going to fail him, because it's prophesied that the day will come that the people will be throwing their silver and gold in the street trying to find deliverance, but it ain't going to work. Amen. So we got to keep in mind, don't yield to the temptation. We, you can have what God wants you to have. And if he wants you to have as much as any rich person have, God can kosher. God can let you have it. But the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and there is no sorrow thereto. Amen. When God bless us with things, we don't look what the Lord blessed me with. Praise the Lord. Oh, ain't God good? Amen. Praise the Lord with me, saints. And all. And then you had to go borrow $200 from your, your cousin and Five hundred dollars from your brother, and three hundred dollars from your sister. You know you had to get a thousand dollars for a down payment with something, and now you oh praise the Lord, you know. And then when it's time to pay them back, because you're not making any more money than you were making before, so where's it going to come from? Is you're going to pay them back? Now that you got to pay something else now, um, don't 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 back up, amen. So we got to be wise in what we do. Amen. Um, verse 12 says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Again, James is writing to the people of God. He's writing to the Jews. He's writing to the 12 tribes of Israel, and he's writing to encourage them to hold on. The tempter is coming. He's, a, he's 
cunning and he's crafty, he's conniving, he's a trickster, amen, and he knows how to present Adam with what Adam once enjoyed or what Adam likes, and he'll bring it and just have it all, just flaunt it all in your face, amen. And it's like the, what those songs sometimes, one time somebody said that uh, they, they, he'll try to find, get you in the corner, in the booth, in the corner, in the dark, in the back. Well, don't nobody see me back here. But if God is the all-seeing eye. God sees us everywhere. So since we know that God sees us everywhere, there's no need to try to deceive him. But what we're going to do is to seek him. Amen. And seek him in sincerity and in truth. So when temptations befall us, when trials befall us, amen, praise the Lord, when these things come in our life, we're going to hold fast our faith and we're going to demonstrate what God, the understanding of the word of God, amen, to help people that don't know and don't know that they don't know to see why we testify what we testify, amen, to let them see, hallelujah, amen. You don't have to be a crook, Ikosha, hallelujah. You don't have to be like the crooks to get out here and have master. Amen. And this is why the Lord said, come out from, from them. Leave them to their doings and their wisdom and what they do. But we seek the Lord. Seek the Lord for wisdom. Inquire of him for wisdom. Read his word. See what he has done. And what he has done, he will do. Amen. And when we do this, as we... The more we pass the tests, the more we don't yield to the temptations, the more mature in dealing with these things, we become to the point, like the Apostle Paul said, what? Uh, All things that were gained to me, he said, I count them loss. Amen, for the excellence of the knowledge of, the, of Christ Jesus our Lord. We just want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Amen. Either I was a a Benjamin, a Benjamite, a Hebrew, all these different things that he said he was. He said, but I'm not going to use that stuff, that secular. Amen. I'm doing a spiritual work in the Lord. I'm going to inquire of God for what I need. And we know that when God looked in Paul's heart and saw that he was going to do what he wanted, then he allowed the apostle Paul to say, hallelujah, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God to send Christ Jesus. And when we are pressing, amen, it's a, it's a bit of a struggle. It's a little bit difficult. It's a little bit hard. Can I just say to a lot of temptations come, the devil tell them, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Do this for me, and I'll do that for you, and all this kind of stuff, amen. But he said, but I'm going to press towards getting what God promised me. And I know God is not slack concerning his promise. He promised eternal life, and amen. And so he's given us his word to help us to know how to live our lives in the style and in the fashion that he wants us to live, amen, and that is contrary to the wisdom of the world, amen, that the world might see that there are some people that's not yielding to the rudiments of the world so that when the devil start beating them up or get them out there on the limb and start cutting the limb off the tree, seeing that they're going to fall off and they're going to drown, Amen. Praise God, because they out there wanted to be like them over there. Then there'll be no hope. But God is saying, well, we just hold on to him. Ride out the storm. Hold on to his word. Amen. Praise the Lord. He said, all of these things are coming. He said, but I've created you for my glory. 
God put his spirit in us for his glory. God put his spirit in us not for us to yield to the tempter, but he put his spirit in us to resist the tempter. He put his word in us that we be demonstrators of his truth, not be yielding to the wisdom on the rudiments of the world. Amen. This is why the church is falling apart as it is. Well, I don't feel like that. Well, I don't see why we got to do this. Well, I don't think that's right. And I don't, I mean, God gave us his word. He didn't ask humanity for any input. But he, grew, he granted the plan of salvation in the favor of humanity without his input. Why can't we just accept the plan and live by it? And let God do what he did? Because in the plan, he's telling us we can have things. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he'll give you the desire of your heart. Why we got to let the devil drag us out there and do like him? When we say God's omnipotent, when we say God is, is, is in my heart and he's here and everywhere, heal not. And when we do that, God is going to be there for us. Amen? Because there are some of us that we want some big, some big things, but we, we don't have the capacity to deal with big things. And uh, God is loving you enough to not give you big things because, because of those reasons. And so just because you don't have it yet, don't mean that you're not going to get it. So you got to learn how to just be patient and let God be God. Hallelujah. Because the rich man, and God is basically saying, I'm just saying that God is saying, if the rich man don't turn to me, he's going to lose all his stuff. He's going to lose his yachts, his cars, his planes and his spaceships and everything because all those going to get burned up. And number whole hallelujah. And their soul is going to end up in the lake. Amen. It's going to burn but won't consume. But the sons of God that hold on, that does, amen, that count it joy when they fall into diverse temptations, when the devil slip up on you with stuff. When you enter into things and say, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Hold to your faith and watch God bring you through because he promised that he would. Because he's saying in verse 12 here again, blessed is the man that endureth temptation because he endureth. So we know the devil's going to come back again and again and again. But every time he comes, we're going to be able to resist him. Amen. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And if we can focus on that, we're going to be all right. Like the apostle Paul said, I fought a good fight and I kept the faith. I didn't, I, I stopped trying to live like I was living on the other side. I gave that up. I started living like God told me to live by his word. And now Timothy, I've prepared you. I've talked to you. I've coached you. I've taught you. Now it's time for you to pick it up. And you got to run with the torch now, but you know, my departure's at hand. I'm getting out of here. But the one thing I want you to be assured of, I got a crown of righteousness laid up for me. Amen. It's in the heavens. Hallelujah. And the thing is kind of letting, if we live like he lived and do what we live, learn how to give up the world. Amen. God will provide us with what we need to be who he wants us to be. Amen. And y'all are hear me. Please hear me. Don't miss hear me. Hear me. Amen. I'm not saying that you can't have really nice things. 
I've never said that. But what I am saying is, don't pursue the things more than you pursue God. Because the devil will help you get stuff so you can lose it and get embarrassed. Or so you can lose it or you can get it. Then you want to be like them over there that's done talked about you and run your name in the mud. Now you got one like them or something like them. They're going to talk about you and call you names and stuff. We don't need to do that. Seek God. Inquire of God. Live by his word. Become his son so he can depend on. And watch what God will do for you. Amen? Because what the prodigal son, he messed up. But the thing about it is he, he repented when he was down. He said, you know, here I am about to eat with the hogs. And my daddy got hired servants is better off than I am right now. I'm going to go back home. But when I go back home, this is his repentance here, saints. When I go back home, I'm going to tell my father, uh, ask him, will he just let me house me with the hired servants because I'm not worthy to be a son and be restored because I got mixed up and messed up with the world, just like the devil is doing the body of Christ today, getting mixed up and messed up in the world because you're Want, I want one like them, and I want to be like them. I'm not saying that you can't have it, but wait for your time to have it, so that when God put it in your life, yeah, hallelujah, amen, it won't, you won't lose it, because like I said again, the scripture said, the blessing of the Lord addeth rich, and addeth no sorrow, the maketh rich, and addeth no sorrow thereto. So when we get what God wants us to have, because we have proven worthy of it, he'll fix it where you don't lose it, Amen. And when that boy went back home, the father saw him coming. Got out and went and had a party for him, welcomed him back home. Told him, go and get his, go and get his authority ring back, not his jewelry, his ring of authority, his signet ring, because I'm going to put him back to work signing stuff. Amen. This is what God can do for us. If we've been messing up, let's just get it straight. Let's just come on back and do it right and help others that have messed up. Just get it right. Come on back. Repent. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask anybody that you need to repent to, go to them. Ask them to forgive you. And just get it straight because it's about your soul. Amen. Amen. Because the Lord is saying here, uh, blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Amen? So it's about endurability. And God is going to grant that to every believer. We, With the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we have the ability to endure every trial that, that befall us. Amen? If we have the, the courage and the wisdom of the understanding of, of the word to know how to apply it. God's going to work it out in our life. Verse 13 says, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. When we let these crooks out there, these people out there, yeah, yeah that's right, our cousins and Y'all over there in these, these cults and all of this kind of stuff. All that stuff ain't true. 
and all this because they don't know what they're talking about. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Amen. God's got a blessing with your name on it, and it's coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Your time, your hour is on the clock for your blessing to be manifested. If you just don't waver, don't back up on it. Don't let, don't be counted as a double-minded person. If you believe that God is going to bring you through, through your trials, believe that God's going to bring you through. And I promise you by his word, he will bring you through. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away with his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. This is why, you know, just like, uh, like we've said so many times before, amen, the boyfriend and then the girlfriend and stuff and all this kind of thing. But I got the Holy Ghost and I'm strong and I can do all this kind of stuff. You living in Adam, amen. So the best way to don't let any temptation like that come is don't put yourself into place. Amen. You know you like him. You know you like, she likes you and back, vice versa. Amen. Why are you going to put yourself in a place that you're going to be tempted? And then the next thing is going to say, oops, I didn't mean to. Amen. You may as well have meant to when you decided to go do what you were doing and you allowed yourself to get put in that place. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And if it's applicable or all right or something like that, to go to dinner, you go to dinner and you go back home. You know, well, let's go by and stop over here and let me take you this place. And that's going to be, amen. There's a lot of ways to handle that. Amen. God bless your hearts. Amen. Praise the Lord. But this is how you stay away from temptation. It don't put your place where the temptation, put yourself where the temptation is. Because then when lust hath conceived, no act is performed before the spirit of it precedes it. Look at the love of God. It ain't no oops stuff that you intended to do it because you knew what could have happened. Amen. And so you know it's wrong. You don't go there. You don't put yourself in that place because when you conceive it, it bringeth forth sin. And when it's finished, it bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. And this is what James is writing again to the, all the household of the 12 tribes of Israel. Don't get mixed up with them. Temptation is coming. Trials are coming. But don't get involved with them because it can bring death. But if you hold on to God, God's going to bring you out. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. When God bless you, praise the Lord, you, amen, God don't bless you to take it back. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. This is what God, he's talking about having faith in God, following through with real faith. We know we have faith in God. Our faith in God will bring us to these places, amen, that will help us to be who God wants us to be, amen. We won't be running around somebody just calling us this and calling us that. And, well, I saw you in a place you ought not be, all these different kinds of things, amen. If we don't just stay away from where we ought not be, amen. Um, Verse 19 says, 
Wherefore, now he told them about the faith and the working. He says, so now he's talking to them about doing what the word say. So wherefore, so he's like, okay, all right, now let's move to the next point. My beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and don't get mad so quick, slow to wrath. But all of us know some people that say they're saints. They'll get mad and ready to fight quicker than some people that don't know nothing about God. But that's the kind of temptation we can't yield to. That's the kind of double-mindedness that we can't be named with. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Getting mad and fussing and fighting and going on all the time, that's not of God. So wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save his souls. So he's telling again, he's writing to his people and I'm using this to speak to all of us and for all of us to speak to anybody and everybody that we know. Amen. Be careful how you get caught up in situations with your buddies and your girlfriends and that's my mom and my daddy and that's my blood and blood's thicker than water and all that kind of stuff. Be careful how you get caught up into all of that stuff. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. But I know the Bible said this and I said, yeah, but you did just the contrary of that. We're to be doers of his word. Amen. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, He's like a, unto a man of beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Amen. In church yesterday, dancing and shouting and praising God and going on. And then by Tuesday, he slipped out to the club with somebody. Double-minded. God's good. Let's always remember saints. Before we can think a thing, God knows it. We can't outwit him because of that, because he's God. He's the omniscient God that he is. So it takes knowledge above his knowledge to outwit him. And so I think when Paul wrote, so God is not mocked, so you can't outwit him. So let's just do what he chooses for us to do and let us bless, let him bless us according to his, his will. Amen. And his purpose. Amen. Um, verse 25 says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man should be blessed in his deed. So this is why, and he's telling the saints again, I'm just saying it over and over and over. And this is for us. God is bringing us into some understanding of the truth of his word. Let us just become that. Stay away from all of that stuff out there when people that don't know and you know they don't know and don't know that they don't know. But the Bible don't mean this and the Bible don't mean that. See you later. Just go on. Get away from that kind of stuff. 26. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. You don't want to hear that. Every time you get to talk with somebody and as soon as three minutes into the conversation and God said, and God showed me and God told me and on that. And the Bible said, 
and all this kind of stuff. Be weary of that kind of thing, saints. And I am not saying that God doesn't talk to people. I just feel that God is not caught up in a lot of this triviality that people say that he is in their lives. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. This is what we do, amen? If we strive every day to go unspotted, God's going to see it because he'll know it. He knows it before we even try it. He knows that we're setting out to go unspotted. And he knows that the devil knows that you made your mind up to go unspotted. And we know that the Bible teaches us that the word, that the devil is on the prowl, seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. But I declare unto you, when we allow ourselves to remain enveloped in the favor of God, the devil can't bring you down. So let us be that. Let us please God. So count it joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Amen. Not happy that you're in it, but thankful to God and show God that he can depend on you to get through because you trust in him. When he sees that in our heart, he's going to be there for us. And if perhaps sometimes he just might not do it right then, Amen. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your trust. Because remember those, those Hebrew boys, they made it real clear. Our God whom we serve can keep us from going in that furnace. You know, I'm paraphrasing. He said, our God can keep us from going in that furnace, King. But we just want to know that. But, but just in case he doesn't do it, we just want you to know he can do it. Now that's faith. That's trust. That's holding on to your faith. That's not, that is what counting that joy in, 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 you know, in the diverse temptations. That's the, the joy that was in them pleased God so much. So you know the story. They walked out of the furnace, not even a smell of smoke on them. And the Lord said, amen, I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And what we know is what he's done for one, he can do for another. And he has all your blessings with your name on it, but you got to meet the prerequisites for him to manifest it in your life. And that is walk within the confines of the holiness of the word and God will have no problem granting you the desires of your heart. Amen. Have faith that works, not just faith that you talk about. Faith that works. That was James's letter to the brethren. And he didn't even believe his own brother was sent by God until after everything was over. Then he looked back and the Lord showed himself to him. Then he got real adamant about it. Let me tell y'all something about who Jesus Christ was. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we give you thanks, praise, honor, and glory for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you again, God, tonight for the opportunity to share your word with this, your people, God. And we're asking you, God, the, the fullness of it, the reality of it, the intended purpose of it, God. Fill our hearts with this truth, this understanding, this wisdom, this knowledge. That we can be, hallelujah, that we can be who you would have us to be in this last day. We thank you, we praise you, and we honor you 
And we will leave you to do the things that we're asking because we do ask them in Jesus' name. And all the prayers that we ask in the onset of this service tonight, God, God, we pray and we believe that you're going to honor them. In Jesus' name we pray and we do believe it so. Amen. And thank you, God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody, um, I don't have my preachers on tonight, but amen, all of you, all the people of God, God bless your hearts. Amen. Thank God for you. Amen. Continue to hold up the bloodstained banner. God is depending on us and he's depending on you. Amen. However minute or little or your task is, it's imperative that you do it. The Lord bless you. I love you all. Have a good night. And I'll see you Thursday around seven o'clock if you, the Lord say the same. And I believe he is. Good night. Good night. God bless you all. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Love y'all. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, little one. Good night. Good night. Good night. Have a good night over here. Thank you, sir. And likewise. Bless you. Good night, overseer. Good night, sir. Good night, overseer. Good night. All right. See you later, my college. <laughs>